Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! How long has it been since we made those guttural noises? I don't know. Time is just a construct now. It feels like I live on the inside of this infinite cylinder just moving ever toward the central point. But... Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. Many, many, many moons. Welcome back to the Coltonic Classic Nitro Review. This is where we go back to the halcyon days of the Monday Night War and and all the fun that went on in it as we go week to week looking at every episode of Monday Nitro. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio, Tom Campbell, with a resident WCW kid, Sam Trifer. You're right. Keep going. I'm going to turn this heating off because uh, I, here, I was like, it? oh, I'm just going to pop the heating off for two minutes. And now it is like the Sahara. Let's talk about old wrestling. Mailbag post of the week is from Jordan Powell, who says April 15th Nitro, which is the one we're doing today. Yep. Uh, he says, I was born on the day of this Nitro nah. at Herefordshire County Hospital, nah. which is the old hospital that Frank Oz and Fred West were both born in. So that's nah. nice. <laughs> what was the most famous wrestling moment that occurred near your births? Or to make life easier, what was number one at the UK box office? What was number one in the UK music charts? Thank you both for helping me out to get through my night shifts at uh, work. Thank you, Jordan. I was born in 91, so SummerSlam 92 is probably the closest big, big thing. But closest in terms of uh, geography is probably Insurrection 2003. Ooh. Live Newcastle up on Tide England from the Teller West Arena. And it looks like it's a giant cavernous building it's <laughs> tiny when you're in there usually for like gigs but yeah the on the the super wide angle lenses it's just like massive nice yeah. now tragically because i am old it was the rock and wrestling era <laughs> the birth of the rock and wrestling era by the time i was old johnson used to have the only television in town too much and i used to go around and through his window his kids would be watching Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon. And that was my first introduction to the colourful characters of the World Wrestling Federation back in day. As we call it back then, the WWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWW
from the local area. Yeah, basically. I watched it in hospital <laughs> when I was getting, when I was fighting back from Jerusalem, con- just increasing in volume. <laughs> I watched it in hospital whilst I was getting cured for my rickets and consumption. Um, was, Don't uh, forget debtors' prison, Tom. Oh, there's that. Can't as afford well. to pay your debts. You're going on a big boat moored off the coast of Hull. <laughs> Eat shit. Five years, sit in there and rot. Fuck you. Two, a few months... Literally three months it's after. Three Prison boats, man. We used to have them. We still had prison one in service right? till like 2014. There's still one in Scotland, like on a lake somewhere. A prison it's, boat? It's not in use anymore. But yeah, we used to have prison boats. They were called hulks. If you've ever read Great Expectations, it's mm. sort of a central part of that is the oh. Hulk. Uh, which is like I thought the, it was Hulk smash! <laughs> Hulk smash. You uh, have to fight one of the Hulk. characters escapes from one, but they would they were used as kind of overflow prisons, but quite a lot of the time for like smaller crimes like debtors and stuff. But yeah, you couldn't afford shit, just yeah, in you go. I mean It's not the worst idea. It's not the worst <laughs> idea, but the, the amount of strain that must put on the general populace yeah. to upkeep the cost of it means that that boat was probably full of holes in about five seconds from sinking at any point. If the people who ran the debt if boat it couldn't afford the debt boat, would they go on the debt boat? <laughs> Just st- staple them to a <laughs> yeah. to a tree branch and throw them in the sea. They'll be all right. That's the new debt boat. You're welcome. <laughs> The new ones, just me just blowing up like armbands at the coast. Go on, in you get. How much do you owe? Two grand. Get in there. Two years. Yeah, uh, three months after I was born, WrestleMania 1 happened. So I'm oh. as old as WrestleMania. So it's handy for me yeah, to remind you, you, you how, how time is. You ever bonk your head? You know, you just check WrestleMania. What that's WrestleMania how old I am. WrestleMania is this year? It's yeah. 39. That's, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a handy way to remember how old I am all the time. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for the constant reminder of time's endless march. Uh, classic at coldholly.com to send us an email. Right, we're in 96. April the 15th, number one in the US movie charts is Primal Fear. Yes. Uh, number one in the UK movie charts, a lighter movie, it's Toy Story. Lovely, lovely. Um, Prodigy. I, I just realised there was a second part to that question we didn't answer. Um, oh, so the number one in the UK box office. UK number one. I'll wrap this up while you're doing that. UK number one uh, in 96, April 15th is The Prodigy's Firestarter. Toys and Firestarter. Yes. And US number one is Celine Dion, Because You Loved Me. Right, what was number one when you were hit, born, Sam uh, In the Jordan UK, now. the Shoop Shoop song, It's In His Kiss. By Does she love me? I want to know. That one. Yeah. Love uh, it. Film. I like that one. It's a good song, that Shoop Shoop song. Oh, by Jeff. From Mermaids, I believe. I think it's from Mermaids. Come on. Number one films, United Kingdom, May, uh, Misery. Ah, oh, where the guy gets his legs cobbled. Back to back. It won uh, 23rd of May 91. It was 1 million um, and 72,000 pounds it made. And the preceding week, it made nearly a mil. It's a great film. Bleak yeah. as fuck, but it's a oh, great yeah. film. You know, you want to change what you do? Let me just break your legs there, son. Mm. How about you do what I want you to do? You're not allowed to leave my cabin. I often wonder if there's a, 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 a cultaholic viewer who has the ability to give us a misery moment should we go to America. I, or it'd be, anywhere it'd else make for an that interesting matter. documentary. Yeah. You know, if, if I could film it, if I you know, I'm not gonna get it. You'd be I the can, one getting your legs cut. I can just be like I can just be like filming. You can go through all of it. You can be the oh. main character if you'd Thanks, like. Thanks, mate. Yeah, you get all of the PR from it, you know, all the big news stories and tours. I just go, I was filming. And when they go, why didn't you intervene? I go, documentarian's code. <laughs> you know, I I would have, 
But it would not have been true to nature. Were you the documenter? would have been, you know, he still would have got his legs broken some way. You know, let's not pretend he wouldn't. Were you the documentary filmmaker of Drop Dead Gorgeous by any chance? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) You filmed Will Sasso stuck in the car. Help! Um, Number one for me, I I know that number one when I was born was Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax. Nice. I'll take that. I'm not sure what was top film, but I know that Frankie Relax was top Let's just say GoldenEye. God. Clean 15 years of scrap or something, but let's say GoldenEye. Long before, yeah. GoldenEye for the N64 was the number Golden one movie. Eye. This week in the rest of the boring real world news, uh, ITV episode ITV airs the 4,000th episode of Corrie. Which I think soap writers get a lot of shit, you know. Like, mm. everybody looks down on soaps, right? Everybody kind of like, you know, it's something to just fill time, right? Wrestling's just soap opera. Mm. So that's why a lot of people kind of disregard it. But... I think that like wrestling, you need to have, or at least like wrestling used to be, you need to have like a set of writers that know their shit. Yes. Like, so if you introduce somebody who is like a long time from a family that's like a long time rival of like the Platts or something in Coronation Street, that needs to still, be, and they've not appeared for like 30 years, mm. that still needs to be present. So you need all these people with the foresight. Like, it fucking, of course it does, but like they have um, Wikipedia. <clears throat> like fan wikipedia of like fan wikis for like soaps and you can fall down these rabbit holes of just like how the fuck they just link so much stuff together like they they must have to deal with a lot of shit in those writers rooms saying that though they probably do but also <laughs> like, i like to think that there we've are got this some... new character and we're gonna bring him in and we're gonna do this with him we're gonna do that it's like what's his surname yeah you can't do any of that no he's uh they're a long <laughs> line of murderers but then you'll have like the the vince mcmahon of cory who'll come in and go no we're pushing gail platt again <laughs> we're pushing gail platt, pushing platt and i'm reopening the factory <laughs> That's what people want. Where's Curly? Bring him back. (laughs) Bring him back to the McDonald's to run the Rovers. Uh, The ITC has confirmed that the awarding of the Channel 5 license will go to Channel 5 Broadcasting Limited. 50% of their broadcast must be original. There are quotas for the amount of public service programming that must be aired as well. This is the beginning of Channel 5. Which? The fifth terrestrial TV channel. The launch of which was a fucking unmitigated disaster <laughs> like i i will always remember because it was like back then we had four channels you know like we had a we had a sat dish so we'd get like certain channels like cartoon network and so we'd have cable but we we had maybe your, your standard channels and maybe 10 more if we were lucky mm-hmm. but the idea that there'd be a fifth channel was exciting like it's fucking ridiculous because now there's just YouTube channels every single second of the day, like in their thousands getting made. But uh, like the idea of a new like national broadcaster. And then when it launched, it was only available on set bands as they rolled it out over the country. And I think the entire Northeast of England, all you could get was a very heavily static image of it for months. <laughs> so the initial consensus was just channel five. What a load of shit. And it's not really changed unfairly actually as well. It's not really changed much since. Cause if you ever are just struggling for something, to watch get channel fives app they have like 700 million documentaries about anything you could ever want to watch and then they've got all of the the classic programming you don't see anymore like can't pay will take it away nightmare tenants slum landlords neighbors from hell you know it's like living in the late 90s again it's great and of course they would become part of wcw history as well as they host wcw programming with like the wham and wowzers and shazam over the top of it whenever they get 
hit in the face with weapons. So this is how UK broadcasters got around like some of the more violent scenes during daytime programming mm. pre-Watershed. WWF on episodes of Heat and Metal would simply cut to the crowd. Yeah. Whereas, as you say, Night WCW had like the Batman-esque well, sound they bubbles didn't, and stuff. They didn't initially used to cut to the crowd. Uh, and it, I thought it worked a lot better the initial way they used to do it, but you could still see the violence of it, which is why I think it had to go. But they would freeze frame mm. just before the impact. Yes, you're right. But you would see so many flash bulbs that you would just see the fucking speed in which this chair was coming down on like the back of, say, Test's head. Uh, for like a whole second, you would just see that, but you'd hear like the bang and the crowd go like ape shit, and then it would cut back in uh, the right point. But that was like awesome. And then, yeah, Channel 5 had the kind of boom and splat <laughs> and Batman bubbles. I like how they go, well, look, the kids didn't see the chair shot make impact, so therefore we can't say we showed a chair I like, shot. I like to think that they maybe just had a really, really up his own ass person in charge of Nitro, or, sorry, Worldwide, that didn't want to do it, but he was just a big Liechtenstein fan. Oh, nice. Yeah. That would have been a fun outcome. Yeah. Oh, sadly, that wasn't the case, as far as I know. <laughs> So it was actually Channel 5 that caused WCW to go out of business. <laughs> there you go. That's a, oh, is that another... Con, con, is no, that another, no, no. Oh, <laughs> no conspiracies it, today. Conspiracy driver coming up. No? Okay. No, no. We're grand. Uh, some wrestling news now. Uh, some rough news about Brian Pillman comes out this week. Mm. Uh, he was involved in a motor vehicle accident uh, whilst uh, driving uh, in Cincinnati. So Pillman ran off the road on Kentucky Route 33-8 struck a tree stump he went uh, that went across the road way into a field where he his van overturned he was then thrown 40 feet from the vehicle according to witnesses who estimated he was driving at 60 to 70 miles an hour in a 45 yeah. mile an hour zone pillman was listed in the critical condition as critical condition uh, the day after his nitro aired but his condition was said not to be life threatening and there was speculation about the status of his wrestling career so no surprises pillman was in a really bad uh, real bad shape after this. A terrible accident that fell at the worst possible time career-wise. He yeah. was about to jump to WWF. He'd been making headlines in and ECW. He had the world of wrestling at his feet and then that. This injury facilitates uh, a massive change-up in style as well. So mm. we're used to Brian Pillman being a very dynamic performer. Um, and he's still going to be a dynamic performer, but in different ways. But we're used to him being quite high-flying and we're used to him being quite quick off the mark and he's very unpredictable in his movements. It's almost like Austin pre and post um, neck injury as well. There's that kind of marked shift where it doesn't necessarily slow down. It just becomes something different. So Pillman, when he returns, is still going to have flashes of classic Pillman. And of course, you can't take away that like natural God-given ability to talk, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, above all else is his real strength. Uh, but... It just becomes stronger, I feel, after the accident because, you know, while his style changes up to something slightly less dynamic, he still has that tool. Always will And have it's that sharper. Tool. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we'll keep an eye on Brian Pillman's situation as the weeks go. It was on. also a Humvee, I believe, he crashed in, which is saying something considering it's supposed to be a giant, like, military utility vehicle. Uh, you'd think it would be able to kind of take an impact like that i mean but then again 70 miles an hour yeah the vehicle it's, sounds like it was wrapped yeah. around the tree and pillman was 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 sent flying from it because of the speed in which yeah. it impacted 
Uh, and uh, yeah, left with multiple fractures, multiple lacerations. And as you say, he'll never quite be the same ever again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, more on Brian Pillman in the weeks to come. Uh, WWF Magazine came out this week. Okay. And uh, as a writer by the name of Vic oh, Venom. Ah, please. Please <laughs> indulge me. Please indulge me. An article in uh, WWF Magazine this week <laughs> all about WCW. From Vic, from the of pen, course, the, the he, he fucking, he fucking knows how to do it better, right? Oh, he's going to prove it in a couple mm. of years' time, anyway. Uh, Vince Russo, oh sorry, <clears throat> Vic Venom says WCW is an embarrassment to wrestling in this week's WWF magazine. Um, he rips WCW apart for having nostalgia for the '80s by employing old WWF stars, with the exception of Sting and Ric Flair. They're fine. Um, Sting being mentioned in this way the first time that Sting ever was acknowledged by the WWF in any yeah. way shape or form uh, see you in 2012 I think uh, fans watching both companies there's a little bit of fun here because uh, Vic Venom says Elizabeth has a shoe fetish uh, referring to the fact that her, we- her, her high heel stiletto has been used as a weapon on at least 400 occasions in the last two weeks oh, night. I, would, I wouldn't quite put her up there with Tony Atlas but <laughs> <laughs> bless him uh, and WCW never told us how the giant fell off the roof of Kobo and came back to wrestle 15 minutes later. Have you seen the size of the guy? <laughs> I love that there's Vic Venom going, the one thing, continuity in wrestling. This company fucking sucks, bro. Watch me be the champion of it better. Um, I, You know, the Vic Venom days uh, with Russo, that, that's how he gets himself into the position of writer basically is mm. I believe the story goes he was the only writer being critical about WWE's product and WWE's official publication which immediately led to hot water but a kind of but you are right uh, and then it was like okay here's the promotion but you're gonna have a filter and then you know the the relationship grew from there into what we know it as today with Cornet and you know all of the pleasantries. <laughs> now WWF aren't exempt from Vic Venom's poison pen because mm. Vic takes shots at characters like the Red Rooster and Outback Jack, insulting his intelligence as a fan. Uh, but cites Eric Ripoff as he calls him in this article nice. as being the worst offender of that. And and for as an example, says you got you had Kevin Nash and you had no, you had Diesel and Razor Ramon and we did great things with them and look at them now. Uh, this came out the week that Kevin Nash and Diesel are apparently uh, about no, to he hand knew in that. No, he, he knew that, bro. It's fine. He knew it. He in did? In advance, bro. Okay, yeah. Right, you know, so he, he knows he's going to go there in 99, bro. It's fine. He's given them a chance to prove yeah. it. Okay, that's, that's, Him that's and Ed, fine. you know, that's like fine. unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is apparently the week where Ramon and Diesel have handed in their notices. <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> I, it's... <sighs> I miss those 90s magazines, though. I miss the 90s magazines. But at the same time, fucking <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Look at what we did with these amazing talents that you squandered. Oh. <laughs> um, there is talk of Nitro going two hours. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to happen. The idea behind it, according to Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, is that TNT would increase its weekly payment to WCW for the second hour, which would make WCW even more profitable with the added... Many. Do we have Warzone by this point? We don't know. No. Raw is still one hour. Right. One sweet hour at this point. Uh, it also means that they can acquire more talent for the company because, you know what? They need more wrestlers. And they're using the ones they've got so well. It would also <laughs> give them a one-hour jump on WWF because that... So currently, it goes 
Thunder in Paradise. Nitro. Sorry, my brain's just gone off on like a tangent. Just, <laughs> just imagining Eric Bischoff with tiny but real human, just tiny real human <laughs> versions of the wrestlers just being like, uh, I need new ones. These ones are, are old now. <laughs> just that, smashing them together in a room. a Bischoff impression or a Tony Khan impression? We can't quite tell. <laughs> Oh, what a cheeky boy I am. Um, we, we, must, we must respect him. He won the war after all. Um, now, this so Thunder in Paradise set to go in yes. replacement of a, what, the first hour of Nitro, which will be on before the other yes. one. So that's quite exciting, isn't it? I, yeah, it, it's natural though, isn't it? Because wrestling is starting to, to bubble up a little bit. And mm. it's a case of, hell, you need to fill some time. It's a cheap program to shoot. It's always been a cheap program to shoot compared to other stuff. Uh, go for it. And they certainly do. Now, um, I'm trying to make head or tail of Plus this. Plus we get fireworks. Yes! We, we do get a lot of fireworks. Uh, faux pas of the week was on WCW Worldwide, says Dave Meltzer. So they aired a match for this weekend. Ric Flair versus Randy Savage that was taped in February in Orlando. Now, apparently when they did the taping in Orlando, they had no idea that the WCW title was being switched Back to Flair. So in February, Sav was champ. So the switch must have been a way to quell Flair's unhappiness at the time. He was unhappy with the money and stuff. Since Savage came to the ring wearing the WCW title. So they taped this match back in Feb when Flair, when Savage was champion. And since then, deals have gone back and forth. They put the belt back on Flair. Yeah. But at no point did they think, ooh, that worldwide episode's going out where... Savage why think about it, bro? Like, uh, why think about it, bro? You know, you can just, you can just, I know that he's not there at this time, but still, uh, you can just, just say that he nicked the belt backstage five minutes before or something, uh, uh, and that he's teasing Ric Flair, and then quickly cut a little shot of Randy saying, oh, I gave the belt back at the end or something at the end, or just don't address it like WCW wants to do they actually do both those things nice so they don't address it as he's walking to the ring they yeah. simply try and show as many crowd shots as possible don't you don't so you don't see that he's wearing the belt <laughs> somebody just sat on the mixer desk all the cameras just pointing at the crowd <laughs> um we had brian pillman uh, who isn't even in the company at this point uh for the part of the finish, saving uh, for a DQ. So, like, nothing changes hands anyway. The nameplate says Macho Man. And on commentary, they dub over to say Ric Flair deliberately hasn't changed it because he's sticking it to Savage. But well, we've seen it with Flair's name We have on seen it with Flair's name oh, on it. <laughs> woman's got it this week with Flair's name on it, hasn't she? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They tried. They try. You know, they you gotta tried. give it to you gotta, they, they, they did try. You know, they're, they're making the most out of the content. Otherwise, it would have languished on some fucking VHSs and never before. It would have been a match. great bit of lost media. Yeah, it would have just been one of those things that occasionally pops up on the network, you know, like fucking, oh, on this day, you made an expanding gem. Wee. I hope one day that we can. It's use... in 360p. Enjoy it. There's oh, only three best. quarters of the match. Enjoy it. Oh, I love that shit. I love that shit. I hate it. When are you get like you get like halfway through? It's like I, when I went back to start watching um, like old WC like NWA WCW, uh, and there's just like just massive chunks of time missing. So it's just like <laughs> I would like read up on like the the gaps leading up to the start of it all on the network, and it's like fuck. <laughs> I shot a video uh, yesterday, which was who will buy WWE. Now, obviously, that will no longer see the Greg's. light of day. Uh, Greg's Greg's was not a list. I'm annoyed that Greg's wasn't in amongst the mix. Greg should have bought WWE. <laughs> Here's our idea, right? 
new champion. We'll call him the Steak Bake. I, well, it's Sausage Roll's eternal champion. Sausage Roll. Yeah. Greg's Royal Rumble. Sausage Roll. And now Greg's presents the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I think Greg's would be great. I, I've always said that. I think Greg's like, I if I could do this I'd, I'd and it worked, I'd be the happiest man alive. But I think that if you took Greg's, localized it somewhat and placed it as like a little kiosk in a busy train station somewhere like Japan. Oh. And you, you had more localized takes on Greg's food with a couple of traditional Greg's English items. That shit would sell. I bet they feel also. Like I just it. want to see a Japanese Greg logo, really. Yeah, uh, that, that's how sort of you know. I, I, I want that. I bet someone's. I want Japanese that. Greg's. Greg's. Can you give me Japanese Greg's, please? Japanese please. Greg's. Dregs. <laughs> Don't please. call it Dregs. Though, Don't cause... call it Dregs. Just call it Greg's. But we'll <laughs> put it. Coming. We'll put it in like Shibuya somewhere cool, and I can live in, in Japan, and it'll be awesome. And I'll just tell everybody how five sausage rolls a day is healthy for you. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> You know? Uh, you know how, like, I follow a Twitter account Healthier which is Japanese mascots. <laughs> Healthier than you can an rub apple. rub a sausage roll on your hand and hold it up and see clean through it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not health. <laughs> that's the advert. Yeah. You know, I, I follow an account which is um, Japanese mascots. Yes. And how, like, almost every city, town, train station yeah. has a mascot. Oh, yeah, yeah, everywhere. There's, there's even one for uh, earthquakes. There's, like, in Tokyo, there's, like, a little catfish. And he's all wibbly wobbly on the road signs through the like the central city motorway, like the big curved one you'll see uh, in any sort of shots if you look. But the they'll just be like road signs. And I remember we were there, and Chad, like our translator, was there, and it was like, Chad, what the hell's this catfish about? And he's like, Oh, it's like so he's all wibbly wobbly. It's like to do with I think escape routes on the roads because they're raised. So it's like you've got to look for your nearest escape routes like here or wow. there or whatever. Uh, if there is an earthquake that's particularly bad. So, the, but there is just every little So is there like a guy like a who has mascot. that mascot outfit? I d maybe. I, I don't know. I love that. But I love the idea of him sat there watching telly. The ground's like shaking. He goes, oh, fuck. I when we went work. to <laughs> Sagamo to go to, um, to um, Todokan, the like Sagamo is an area is known for being like an elderly person's fashion district, mm -hmm. but uh, it's just sort of like a small town, basically, even though it's in the middle of a city. It's weird. It's like a really small city, I guess, in the middle of a city. Um, but that had like a little, it was like a, a, a chick popping out of an egg with like a bit of eggshell on its head everywhere. There were just mascots and jingles. And but you were saying, um, you follow the account. Oh, yeah, I follow the account. I want a Greg's mascot. Yeah. Like a sausage roll. Oh, I should just, well, there should be two. Eyes. There should be one that's just a Greg's bag with big hands and, and feet. That's good. Yeah. And then, I yeah, we need a sausage roll. Steak bake. There needs to just be a whole series of animated adverts with Greg's items, you know, saving oh, the day. Yeah. Do not threaten me. And think about the, you know, they, they have warm vending machines there. You could just have sausage rolls ready to go. Sausage roll and You pals. could have like, you, you could have a, a, a vending machine that's being stocked by the kiosk, but have it on the side of the kiosk so when the busy, the window's busy, they can still get their shit. Love that. Yeah. That and the animated series. Yeah. A Studio Ghibli production. But then if you got like some of the, the, the dessert classics and like added like red bean paste instead of like something else, you could have like all these localized versions of it. I just want, give me fucking Japanese Greg's. If a Greg's opens in Japan Please. this year, then Sam Guy, we need to legal up. <laughs> Lawyer up and take you on. Lawyer How dare you do what you want with your business <laughs> without <laughs> consulting me, you pieces of shit. It. I'm a local boy, damn it. <laughs> but, but to go back to it, I've I would that... choose you over Peter's Bakery when you were a smaller <laughs> company. 
Don't you ever fucking forget. I remember forget. you when you were Greg. I remember when there was like one Greg's in town. Greg, he was called. <laughs> Greg. I used to go to Greg. Then you pluralized and capitalized. What's the co-op one it used to be? Panda France sausage rolls. Fuck that Greg. Greg's is what I want. I just, just, just had a message on my phone here. It says Greg's has been bought by the Saudi investment. I'd probably cry. Oh. I'd just make a, a new company called Better Greg's and leave YouTube behind. <laughs> Oh, oh no, old Greg's. We'll call it old <laughs> Greg's. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then we can wear fancy outfits while we serve. That's one steak bacon, one Bailey's and a shoe. That'd yeah. £3.90. Yeah, that could be the whole thing. We'll sell Bailey's and a shoe. Brilliant. Yeah. But I, um, in terms of Greg's purchasing WWE, there's a whole video where mm. I talk through all the people that could buy WWE. Yeah. That's now cutting room floor. I want to release that in about four <laughs> years' time. With Cultaholic like a v- hidden gem. With a VHS like grainy effect on it. I can do all that for you. <laughs> we found this in the archives before the great the, before the great destruction of 2023. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the, um, the the great holy fuck of 1996. That is Monday Nitro. Yeah, we're just getting started on the episode now, and it, it, it's um, uh, what the fuck is this opening match? Well, I have what happened. What was going to happen and what nearly happened to tell okay. you all about, young man. Well, yes, regale the tale. Please. So, uh, this isn't history, says Bischoff. It's history in the making. It's still history, mate. Welcome to Monday Nitro, live as live can be. It's Hulk Hogan making his way to the ring to the start of the match. Already in hey. the ring, like a bunch of jobbers. He's, he's just like really laying it in because it's not taped, you know? He keeps saying that it's not canned, it's mm. fresh. Farm to table wrestling. <laughs> it's MS wrestling. It's got some sexy music behind it, and somebody's rubbing chocolate sauce all over it. That's how they like it in the South. None of this northern wrestling with its salads and, and Ico Pro. <laughs> oh, I love a little <laughs> dusting of Ico Pro on my salad. It makes, it makes my poo go all weird. Um, Hogan, live as live can be, is facing the Taskmaster and Arn Anderson in a handicap match to get us started. Hogan immediately jumped by the Dungeon of Horsemen. The booty babe comes out to try and cheerlead Hogan on, but he's just basically the match is him being stumped yeah. for several minutes. Hogan turns the tide when he manages to counter a pile driver, a double pile driver, a spike pile driver attempt. Uh, he catapults Arn Anderson into Kevin Sullivan, who's on the top rope. Sullivan eats a leg drop, and Hogan gets the three. He beats, okay, he's beat two of the main members of the Dungeon of Horsemen. All right, fine. Woman gets gets into it. She attempts to slap Hogan in slow motion. Hogan dumps her into the ring. (laughs) Similarly, it's almost that slow. Sam sped up for our amusement. <laughs> uh, he throws sort of a woman into, woman into the ring, but doesn't quite get her into the ring first time round. Uh, he then chases Elizabeth into the ring. Woman uses Elizabeth as a human shield for about 400 days. Yeah. Until Hogan decides to grab them both, let them both go, and go for Jimmy Hart, who is also ringside. Yeah. And then we've got to talk <laughs> about the the language used here, because I, and I can't stress this enough, basically, as far as it's said on TV, TV. Jimmy Hart gets it bareback after Hogan rips all of his clothes off and then a giant emerges, <laughs> which is 
that is this even. is this is before the watershed, guys. And also, did you notice the bit just as like they were tussling together, a whole bunch of white powder just turned up. Oh my god! Jimmy Hart had like powder in his hands that he was going to use on Hogan, and he just clumsily drops it as they're <laughs> scuffling. What was the point? What was the point? So he could rub it on his hand and then rub it into Hogan's <laughs> eyes directly. Ah, it's, not straight in my eyes, the, brother. It's, it's not throwing dust. It's dust you've really got to rub in. It's like you know barbecue rubs. <laughs> massage it into those fucking eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and and Sam is right. A giant does appear. And once Jimmy Hart's erection goes down, Paul White comes to the ring. Here comes Paul White. He gets in the ring, jumps Hogan, and drops him with a choke slam. And then what happens, Tom? Boop! Hogan pops right back up. Because fuck the lot of you. Uh, he pops up, for God's sake, and starts punching the giant. He lands a big boot and he scoop slams the giant. Mean Gene is sneaking up on Hogan for the interview. Hogan forgets where he is. Red mist descended. He picks up Gene to slam him. That bit I thought was quite funny. That was funny. But then he realizes what's going on. Like, like, he snaps out of his Hulkamania. Goes, what? It was quite literally a <laughs> yeah. Hulkamania, wasn't yeah. it? He was literally in Hulkamania. He would have finished with Gene and then grabbed that, that kid in the front row, thrown them like over the stairs, and then he would have grabbed like the first dude he saw and just like spit in his face and knee him as hard as he could. Pepe apart. Like, yeah, just like, like a Christmas cracker. Yeah. yeah. Get the joke inside. Yeah. Uh, Gene calms down. Gene looks furious. Oh, there's no joke or hat in here. It's just entrails. <laughs> just entrails. Oh. Same as the other three dogs I've ripped apart. <laughs> Um, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> I was having the fun. I was having fun the first time. I'm not anymore. Uh, Gene looks furious, but conducts the interview because he is a pro. Uh, however, the scoop slam attempt has fucked up the the the, the no no the wires. Bro. Gene's just really into bit crushing. Oh, is that uh, what that's it what is? it is. Yeah, he just really likes the bit crush sound. Somewhere in amongst this <laughs> interview, with all of this like cutting in and out, Hogan says, "What are you going to do?" And Hogan goes back to the top and wins the WCW Hogan. title. Hogan's actually audible. It's like he's hitting such volumes that the mic can't do anything but be bullied into carrying the message. But whenever Gene's kind of like, you'll kind of hear like, what am I doing? Right. But that was your opening segment. Yeah, so the random opening to a fucking April Nitro features what has largely been quite a protected finishing maneuver, if you want to call it a finishing maneuver for the giant, uh, with the choke slam just being no sold. I don't recall it being no sold like that before. Like where it's just somebody just straight back up. It's if anyone's done like, it, it's Hogan. Fuck? Yeah, but like that quick, it's just, oh my God. So, After already getting two on one, man, come on. Make so, it believable, Terry. The Wrestling Observer. Hulk Hogan sent word that he had a movie deal that was going to take him out of action until August. That movie, Avatar. Oh, if only. Um, Five. I think it was, they started shooting it then. I think it was. <laughs> they're still shooting it to this day. They're still shooting The Abyss too. James Cameron forgot. They're all just <laughs> down there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Can you throw a Greg's down? We're starving. Um, plans were made for this angle to happen, this mm-hmm. this match to happen. It was Arn Anderson and, and the Taskmaster versus Hogan, the giant coming down. The plan was going to be Hogan was going to get fucking battered yeah. and left for dead. That would write him off telly and he can go and do the film. They'll mm-hmm. bring him back to much fanfare in August and he will save the day. Now, that was the plan. On the day of this Nitro, Hogan says, 
Actually, I don't want to go away. I that can doesn't do both. work for me, bro. Doesn't work for me, brother. I'll I can stay. I'll do the movie and I'll do this. Um, so let's do that. And they go, okay. Well, we'll change the book. Oh no, don't worry about that. I'll just win. And he does. Yeah, but that's when you go. Way. Yeah, you can fucking win. But we're not going to feed the giant <laughs> to you. We're not going to do this. Like where I you you pay his fucking bills. You pay his wages. Surely you can tell him you're not getting the giant tonight, mate. <laughs> like, he's already fucking Hulk Hogan. He's already slammed Andre. He's not going to come out and slam the fucking giant as well. Like, I, <laughs> you don't need, like, any more nostalgia. You're Hulk Hogan. Like, it's like fucking John Cena coming back. Now. It doesn't need anything. It's John Cena. Mm. Like, if he wins, he wins, fine. But, like, you wouldn't see Cena, though... I think doing that with like the giant at the end, if no. that changed with Cena, it would be like, okay, then we'll just do this instead. Even if he insisted on winning, I think that somebody would step in and be like, no, 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 no. That guy needs to be protected. Yes. Uh, but instead the giant just looks wholly ineffective because Hogan must be knackered by this point. Mm. Logically, he's been through a two-on-one fight. Uh, yes, he's hulked up. Yes, he has the power of Hulkamania that other wrestlers don't have, but come on. <laughs> Dreadful, isn't Come it? Come on, you can't. It's fucking bollocks. The best part is, afterwards, he went, oh, the movie deal's not a sure thing anyway. So I don't know if I'm doing it or not. So... <laughs> that movie, Titanic. Oh. That movie, <laughs> Terminator 2, <laughs> Judgment Day. Hulk, that came out four years ago. That movie, uh, I don't think it did, hard. brother. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me if it was Spy Hard. Really? It wasn't Spy Hard later. Spy Hard comes out this year. Uh, Funny enough, because again, time is a construct. Yes. We recorded the classic Raw review with Jackins uh, that you will hear on Monday, mm -hmm. in which we talk about Spy Hard, and Jackins reminds me that Hogan has a cameo in it. So on Monday, you're going to hear me go, it's Hogan in Spy Hard! Despite the fact that now you're hearing me go, Hogan's in Spy Hard. So make sure so you tweet Tom <laughs> relentlessly... When you hear him say I that, I will block the living. Fuck Tom, out you already you knew do. that. What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> so there's some fun little time time dilation stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off, Hogan. This, I, is, this feels. I think of all the wrestling news we've had over the last 24 hours, this feels like a warm, comfy shoe. Fuck off, Hogan. Genuinely, like <laughs> it, it, it's just. The, I get it, you know, fucking win, whatever. But, like, it's it's just the means of how cleanly and effectively you beat two people, fended off a beat down, you know, got away with manhandling Jimmy Hart, got around woman and... Go, oh, my Christ. Gotta keep Hogan strong. Yeah, but this is, like, too strong. Mm. It's like you're turning him into a black hole. <laughs> like, he, he just has so much mass and potential energy like because you just keep feeding him everybody that's a great way to describe him he's and he's like just getting bigger hole. and bigger and he's sucking more and more people down like to his level and it's just like and then you see like randy just languishing and like i mean christ the stories have barely evolved since we started the podcast oh god yeah and that's all largely been centric around hogan savage flair lex sting that is it. Dungeon. And let's be honest, we're going to get a jump in a bit and then it's going to stop again. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to go like, fucking hell. Whoa, whoa. Vince has bought it. That's the, that's. If you wanted to cut out the next couple of years well, of Nitro review, in fact, that's you, how. Before that kind of, oh, Vince has bought it, there's more like, a, oh, <sighs> fucking hell. No, Jesus Christ. Eric, yeah. Eric, get back. Eric, have you seen what they've done to your baby? Eric, Eric. 
Eric couldn't get back fast enough. So Vince turned up with a dustpan and brush, just <laughs> yeah. mopped up. <laughs> Pulled out what was there. I still, I'm, I'm so like, I would, I would love to have seen, even if it was just that and it still died a death, what the Big Bang show would have been like. Oh, God. Because yeah. there were so many resets toward the end of WCW in general, but the idea of like another relaunch it's it's just one of those big what ifs forever, isn't it? It will forever be an amazing yeah. what if. Uh, if you wonder what would happen if the Nasty Boys and Public Enemy had a fight, wonder no longer because it's the next bloody match. The Public Enemy and the Nasty Boys. You just need to go like, if you find where your local student area is, like where <laughs> most of your students live. So at Newcastle, <laughs> it's Heaton. Uh, if you walk on the back streets and you just see the mountain of shit because people who are over the age of 18... Um, between the ages of 18 and 23-ish, can't use bins. They just throw it all in the alley. Uh, that's basically this match. Yeah, it is. A all str- it's missing is the, the sad mattress that's gathered a bit too much <laughs> rainwater, just slumping down the wall across the way. And some bloke with walking a suspicious past you going, you got 20p on, on you, <laughs> Oh, God, 20p, I don't want to make a full goal. Um, yeah, so it's a heat and street fight. It's the public enemy and the nasty boys. A uh, story that's been told for the past few weeks between these four lads. We had um, we had Johnny Grunge dressing as Brian Nobbs to take a pinfall on behalf of the Legion of Doom. Yep. And I feel like Eric Bischoff was about to give us a little bit more storyline context when he mentioned, we thought it was the Steiners. We thought it was the Legion of Doom. Oh, the Nasty Boys have attacked, have attacked Public Enemy. The match is starting. I'm like... No, give me the context give, that you were going to give, give me. me. Give me the context, Give me guys. the context, I, I, further context. I, I, I kind of want to know what's going to happen, guys. Apparently no. Plunder around the ringside area. Have a happy holiday. Uh, Grunge squared off with knobs. Rocco squared off with sags. There's bins. There's rubbish. There's at one point a plate of drinks. There is tables. There's clutter and plunder. Uh, Rocco Rock misses a bin lid top rope guillotine leg drop. Knobs uh, uh, manages to, uh, and Sags gets out of the way. Knobs is just clattering grunge outside the ring with bits of table. I refuse to believe they choreographed this. Match. Oh, you, you, they, they can't just, have. They, the nasty boys seem the type to. Oh, we'll just do it when we get out there. And they certainly did. A cameraman stacks oh, it at one point. Shit. Absolutely. Just, eat shit. He just, just cuts to the camera, and the camera's already halfway to the floor. And it's like, what the fuck? It, it, was, a, it, was, it was the bin on the floor that yeah. one of the nasties brought in that he slipped over. He tripped right yeah. over. He went flying. It's a messy, progressionless brawl that went out, went on for roughly 10 minutes and 32 days. Uh, public enemy at the end go to put knobs through a table, but he moves out of the way just as uh, as grunge is coming down. And Nobs makes a quick pin. Sorry, Rocco's coming down. Nobs makes a pin onto Rocco for the one, two, three. Yeah. That's how it all is there. Rocco Rock gets back in there, and along with Johnny Grunge, there's revenge on his mind with a bin lid. And then they do this table spot outside the ring onto mm. Jerry Sags, which defies logic. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny Grunge takes the pin. Uh, they set him up on the table outside Sags, uh, and then Johnny Grunge gets onto the apron and stands facing Rocco Rock, who then proceeds to hit a tope over the top rope into Johnny Grunge through Sags, and all three of them go through the table. The idea that it... I guess double the weight is going to hurt more. Extra damage. Yeah. You, you, you injure your tag partner in the process. No, he likes it, though. I think that's part of the whole deal is like, you know, it's like he likes the pain. Because at the, this time you had ECW and WCW can't compete with that. But you can still tell right. the whole, you know, he's a bit sadistic. Like he will 
sacrifice himself, I guess. He's, okay. he's the one who's cost the team the victory or whatever. But at the same time, it might just be them going, hey, you know what would hurt more? Two of us, because they just seem like the type of guys. But they seem fine, but he seemed fine post. Oh, yeah. like it, it, was, didn't, it didn't seem like he'd been hurt or anything. It seemed like, you know, yeah, fuck you. It falls into that weird sort of wrestling logic category as missing a dropkick. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> like, if you miss a dropkick, it hurts more. <laughs> Like, you're landing the same way anyway. Okay, <laughs> hon. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you reckon? Because I just thought it was a, it was just a hot mess for yeah, a long time. It, it, it sort and of, then it, it finished. Exactly what it says on the tin, isn't it? The second you see Public Enemy and the Nasties, it's like, oh, it's like a brawl. Yeah, they were never going to have, know, like, it, a shoot fight. And it was or... entertaining enough to watch, you know? It was uh, good. Earl Robert Eaton is out next with our boy Jeeves. Which, like, how are they spelling Jeeves? I was baffled by is this. Is it like G-E-V-E-S or something? I'm sure. No, yeah, I'm sure. G-E-E-V-E-S? I've seen, I'm sure I've seen it spelled with a J. Yeah, Jeeves is, I'm sure, a J. But I mean, I'm sure you can probably spell it with a G as well. It's just a very weird spelling. And I thought they've changed it. <laughs> oh, they changed it. I'm sure they spelt Ooh. it Jeeves in previous weeks. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure they spelt it Jeeves in previous weeks. Maybe this is the beginning of the meteoric rise of the other Jeeves. The one who once almost took over the entire world. 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 I miss when there were alternate search engines. (laughs) And when you, you know, they were probably collecting your data, but not quite to the level they are now. Ask, remember the adverts for Ask Jeeves? Yeah. Where it was just like a butler and the people going, do you remember like early, how far is Pluto? Do you remember like miles early Web 2.0? Yes. Like early sort of modern internet was just the best. Great days. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't appreciate how wholesome they truly were. No, we didn't appreciate how much space there was for just, you know, just, just woeful abuses of data rights. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, very true. We, yeah. we all had Napster. If you don't, if you say you didn't, you're a liar. But then it's just like, you, what are you going to do? Go back to traditional media? It's already, you know, the news is in a shambles. You can't read a fucking paper without it being, you know, pointed one way. Do we just not read the news anymore? Let's just not do the news anymore. There's no news today. That would be an interesting <laughs> Here's nine o'clock. Here's some music. Here's some news. Uh, this meme is pretty hot. I'd love that. <laughs> you know, this capybara. You know, look at it. Kind of, you know what? Weirdly, like, kind of that is sort of where we're at now. Like, a lot of stuff isn't so much in, in sort of in some sort of channels. It's not so much news. It's but, more like trending topics. But then when you look at trending, all of the people, this capybara. But it's like when you look at all the people who are like, you know, not chicken little in it. I don't want to kind of equate it to that. But people who are trying to say, you know, that there's a lot of there's like a wide spectrum of people who are kind of concerned about it and people who are. You know, they, they're already, you know, like taking all your data and they're they're using it to, to like put you in a prison and all this stuff. Um, I, I, it's it's weird, man. I don't know. I, I think it, the, the, the future is scary. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Always has been. Like, especially you know, now. all your, all your stuff. Cause it's not like companies like Google make phones. Like I've got a Google phone and it's just like every so often it's just like, Hey, uh, we're getting all this data. Is that okay? And it's like, no, no, it's <laughs> not. No, 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 no. But then you see all these adverts where it's like, well, you got a Google email account. Why won't you get a Google phone and a Google thing and a Google laptop and a Google? It's like taking all of your rights. There's no, there's no place like Chrome. Yeah, I, I, your home is on the internet. 
Yeah. Oh, that's an actual. That's the actual catchphrase it's, for it's, Google Chrome. There's no place like Chrome. It's it's bad, man. It's bad. And then when you compare it with like the rise of artificial intelligence in like production lines, uh, you know, employment rates are going to fall because robots are going to take people's jobs. And then what do you do? And they're just like, oh, well, rent's higher this month, and because uh, nobody's renting, we're just going to take these houses off the market. Fuck you. Uh, and if you want to live here, you're going to pay this much money. So fuck you. We'll all be uh, on OnlyFans in no time. And but then, what happens after that? Because then that would become oversaturated. Once AI starts doing feet pictures, we're all dead. Well, I think they're going to have to regulate AI massively. I think, but it, it, it's just yeah, man. Another weird, deep little corner turn there that yeah. we shouldn't have gone into. But no, yeah. do you know what? It's, Google, it's, 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 Google, it's, Google are trying to eat your souls, everybody. <laughs> my friend Jojo is a bit of a technophobe, which is quite a bit of a technophobe. I have I, a friend I, who is who's like, and I, I envy him so much because mm. he's just, I don't care about any of it. I'm like, oh. I, uh, that's nice. <laughs> you, you need to be protected. You're pure. <laughs> I, I was uh, with her when I ordered something on Amazon Prime once. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'll... I, I said that's that. I, said, I ordered something, and she said, "Oh, what's that?" I said, "I need to. I need to order some cat litter or something." And I said, "Oh, yeah. it'll be it'll be home." Was it cat? No, it'd be years before we got Pablo. It was something for home. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Oh, that'll be. I've just ordered that. That's going to be at the door at five o'clock." And she went, "Mate, it's one o'clock now." I went, "Yeah." And she went, "Someone's getting hurt." <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's become our ongoing joke now. With anything technological, Alex and I, or Alex and Jojo, will always go, "Someone's getting hurt." And um, the, I saw her just, just after Christmas, and she went, I've just got an Alexa, mate. Yeah. Um, will it kill me? I said, I don't know at this point. <laughs> I The thing is, Amazon's supposed to be stopping support for Alexa soon because they've not made any money off they it. They made no money they off made it. They made no money off it. So it looks <laughs> like shame. Alexa could we be... We use it every day. But it looks like it could be on the way out. But the thing is, it, it's ultimately useless because it's all like, it already exists on your phone. It's just convenient because it's in your living room and your phone not, might not be there. I think they'll continue supporting devices there are. They'll just not make any more. It'll be like when they phased out the iPod Classic. Yeah. There'll be something else comes along and it'll have Alexa integrated into it and it'll just be that. But it, it's... Yeah, because like you, we just readily sort of accepted this Big Brother scenario, and now like I was listening to an interesting video the other day where it's like looked at TikTok. I, this is we're gonna go off on like re- weird stuff here, so sorry everybody. You just want to hear about wrestling. That's fine. There's, like, only one, there's only there's only like two matches. Uh, but like it's the <laughs> idea that like in it, with reality TV being the way that it is, uh, or being the way that it was, now that TikTok's a thing, we're all like part. I think it was ordinary things who said it, but it's uh, we're all sort of part of this. Uh, weird global reality tv show in the form of tiktok that we can't really opt out of it's just sort of you will be a part of it if if you appear in a video you're a part of it if you have an account you're a part of it but you basically become part of this big game Mm. and that's what reality tv is now just life and that's why i think life just feels like it's just punching you in the face all the time hey buy this you want this and like amazon will just ping me on my phone if I sit talking about needing a new camera and it was like hey you want a new camera and it's like fuck off stop listening to me man like just am I like when I'm having a shit are you listening to me you're gonna start like recommending toilet roll to me like fucking yeah how much have they got and the thing is you can request it but I think somebody already tried and they, they couldn't and there oh, was like a whole legal thing got. yeah because well, you should they... be able to request all of your data uh, from companies that have your data you can access all I mean we you can access all the recordings yeah 
uh, that you oh you can access all that stuff yeah so all the times you've, just, just, all the the times you've said Alexa but that's it's all stuff stored and, and you can hear your own voice back tinfoil time though that's just what they're telling you that's oh. that's their database that they're showing you it could be recording more yeah, but it, it it, it's is. it's they're insidious, man. It's like they're handy, but it's it's a little microphone mm. in your room, highly sensitive as well. It's just like yeah. having said, I got I've got a vibe that yeah, there yeah. is an element they're recording my whole life. But I'll say, but thing is, right? Here's what they hear, at least in my life, they hear Alex and I arguing over who would win in a fight between a polar bear and a panda bear. Yeah, they hear us uh, talking about how much somebody has annoyed us today. On the me and the media and whatever, uh, we'll slag off other radio presenters. <laughs> Alex will go to work. I will then talk to Pablo about numerous things in my day, to which mm. he'll sometimes meow back at me. Yeah, and then I'll ask for Radio Three to be put on, and then I'll leave the house. <laughs> and uh, and oh, and because we've got an Alexa in the front room, we've got a Google Home in the bedroom, and the Google Home has a little cat TV YouTube channel that pops up about midday. Yeah. So should he be a little bit like bored and the birds aren't flying got around, it. he can go and sit and watch. Yeah. I like and I use that shit every day, but mm. then I realise now you've said that I've, we've got this this little pillar in our house that has access to all the information in the world possibly ever and probably has your bank cards and probably has all my bank details and all all of this stuff it has this like a very very powerful device in my house i ask it twice a day to play classic fm and it's i feel like that little robot from rick and morty what's my purpose your pass butter (laughs) yeah (laughs) i feel like that so i kind of get why they're shutting down servers of it yeah but it's 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 just weird man it's it's weird i don't know what the world's going to be like in 10 years it's terrifying. No, we can't, we can't fathom it. Terrifying. Terrifying. As I said many times before, patch of land, electrified fence, shotgun. <laughs> I'll be on your bloody gravestone now. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Robert Eaton, with our boy Jeeves, not the Ask one, sadly, is facing Randy Savage. Eric Bischoff plugs Randy Savage's uh, extracurricular activity this week. I love this. He is starring in Dial M for Monkey. 
Do you remember Dial M for Monkey? Tom, of course I do. Yes, I was you a cartoon do. cartoons child, uh, mm. and Dexter's Lab was way up there. But if you remember back in the day, uh, and for anybody that wasn't around back in the day, you'd have programs like Cow and Chicken and Dexter's Lab. And Cartoon Network had this uh, whole push called Cartoon Cartoons. It gave us Johnny Bravo, Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab, I think Fat Dog Mendoza. Uh, Ed Ed Neddy. Ed Ed Neddy, Angela Anaconda, I think. There was like a, a just this phase of just this massive drive for animation. It was like a golden age, the nineties. But Dexter's Lab and and Cow and Chicken would run for like you know SpongeBob length, like a good fifteen minute episode. So there'd always be a bit of a gap left over in the slot. So they'd have like an extra feature, and that would be like a side story. And Dexter's at one point was Dial M for Monkey, which was about his lab monkey. Yes, yeah. it was. No, no, it was. Yes, it was his lab monkey who had had. Uh, it's like a superhero somehow from, yeah. from a nuclear thing in Dexter's laboratory yeah and Dexter's lab is like full of he's got like a, a giant mech suit and you know he, he's built all these crazy things so monkey can probably use them so Dial M for Monkey uh, was uh, the, in this particular episode of it uh, Dial M for Monkey and their version of the Avengers like the mega friends yes yeah. as they were uh, <laughs> they they face up to the great Rasslor welcome heroes of Earth you have been chosen to receive the most glorious of gifts opportunity to face me, the great wrestler, in a contest of strength and skill. For eons, I have scoured the cosmos, searching for the one adversary who could provide me with suitable sport. But lo, I have yet to find such a noble soul. Each creature, each race, more pitiful than the last. So I spare them the disgrace of their weakness by destroying their worlds. And now my quest has brought me to this timid little planet you call Earth. So terrestrial heroes, can one of you quench my thirst for the divine conflict, the supreme struggle? Or will your planet be doomed to the same fate that has befallen so many? What? what? Fight me or I destroy the earth. He eventually agrees to spare the planet due to the monkey's fighting spirit. Uh, and then as they're talking about this, they perfectly timely cut to Fred Flintstone in the crowd. Yes. Guy a big Fred Flintstone. Making a very rare, rare public appearance is old Fred. Not I being seen in was, several million years. It's all planned. It's all part of the same part. It's it's what it's Hanna-Barbera, Hanna Barbera, Turner, yeah. and Cartoon Network. Which is, is why, I mean, that's how I used to watch it. It used to be Cartoon Network at nine o'clock would switch over to TNT. The first thing you see would be Nitro. Mm. Friday nights, I think it was the replay of that Monday's Nitro. Eaton has a good showing against Savage. Uh, at one point, he starts to wind him up by putting him in a figure four and taunts him with a four horseman t-shirt. Yeah, he just whaps it out and he's like, oh, like a red cloth to a bull. <laughs> now, Savage fights out in a very normal way. I'm emphasizing that for good reason. Um, he then starts putting the boots to Eaton in an aggressive yep. way. He chases off Jeeves. Not in an unusual manner. Mm -hmm. uh, Eaton runs at Savage, so Savage backdrops him on the outside of the ring. Yeah. Back in the ring, Savage drops a diving elbow and gets the one, two, three. And Savage decides, after the bell, I'm going to give him another one. Fuck you, referee. No, not an unusual thing to see. Uh, a post-match beatdown. It's a common... The fact that there is a little bit of parlance for it suggests it's quite a common thing. Savage goes up to the top rope. Here come some wrestlers from the locker room, including Jim Duggan and Alex Wright, who are like, no, Hogan! No, Savage! Oh, gosh, don't tell Randy I said that. No, Savage! Don't do an, a, an elbow drop post-match! He does one. S J Jim Duggan jumps on him. Security comes in. Randy Savage is arrested. He should have learned his fucking lesson. <laughs> 
right? Terry, Why? Terry gets post-match beatdowns. Randy Poffo gets nothing. <laughs> nothing. How dare you? That's like, that's akin to walking out there and hitting the leg drop, brother. Like, you can't do that. That's Hulk's gimmick. No, it, it, well, they're, they're trying to spin this whole story, right? Where Randy's become unhinged since Liz has been waving his alimony money in his face and the whole flair thing. And Randy, he, he was handcuffed last week, I believe, the last time we saw him because, you know, he was out of control backstage and we're handcuffing him for his benefit, not anybody else's. You know, it's for, it's for his sake. Uh, and they're trying to spin that Randy has gone crazy, but mm. just shitly, just really badly. Because really it's badly. like, yeah, he shoves the referee away which kind of warranted a bit of a, whoa, okay, you can't do that. You can't do that because it's been established. WCW, you get fined for that. Uh, maybe suspended depending on the severity of it. But you, you get that back and forth, but that doesn't facilitate, you know, he just wants to hit another elbow drop. I'm sure we've seen him do it plenty of times. They should, if they wanted to do this, they should have had him hit an elbow, then another, then another, then have someone come out and go stop, then yeah. he hits another. They try and, and, and take him like to the physical. back. Yeah. yeah, they try and take him to the back and he kind of somewhat is willing. Then he runs back in, hits another, hits another. Yeah. Then you can arrest him. It felt like it was, they, they got to the arresting bit far too quick. It feels like for, for 96, like, and WCW's not that type of company tonally right now, but for 96, it would be like, you could have got away with an extended ass beat in here for that, mm. for like waving that in his face. If you had Brandy just snap, like full blown snap, yeah, and just he start. Really full blown snap. Not even he? like, not even like snap in a wrestling sense. Like have him, I guess, break character a little bit, get him really aggressive, have it look like he's throwing real punches. Then it just because it, it, the fans are already buying into it anyway. It just feels more real at that point. But they just anyway. So Savage has been arrested. And uh, they'll keep us updated. That's what he gets for stealing Terry's gimmick. <laughs> what of being a wrestler? Yes. <laughs> uh, WCW this week is brought to us by The Great White Hype, starring Samuel L. Jackson. So uh, this is a, a, an oft-forgotten sports movie from 96. Samuel Jackson, Jeff Goldblum, John Lovitz, Cheech Marin, and Jamie Foxx. It's a comedy movie that satires uh, racial preference in the world of boxing. Yeah. It was inspired by Larry Holmes versus Jerry Cooney from 1982, uh, who Jerry Cooney known as the Great White Hope, uh, and Mike Tyson versus Peter McNeely from 95. So it's a bit of a parody of uh, racial... Uh, ra it's a, ra a study of racial... Preference, I think, is the best way to put it, in, in boxing. Rotten mm. Tomatoes give it 42% based on 24 critics. Cinema score give it uh, a C+. Roger Ebert gave it two out of four. It starts out well as a wicked satire on professional boxing, then loses its energy, tires of juggling its characters, and ends so abruptly at the 91 minute mark that it feels like the last reel is missing. So there you go. Should you wish to check out The Great White Hope? I don't know if it's on any streaming platform. <laughs> should you wish you? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> should you want to check it out? Yeah, it's on you. And I think there's so much stuff on, on the streaming platform. I, I haven't seen The Great White Hype pop up on there. But this is the other thing as well. It's like, I, do, you, do you feel like alienated by the, just the sheer amount of shit there is now? Oh, it's too much. I, I just, much. I just, like, I used to love watching Marvel films. I fell behind and went on Disney Plus and it was like, how many have I got to catch up on? And I was just like, nah. Yeah, it's actually like, I, I just, tied, I, it? it's just like man, there's just so much stuff now. It's our, it's 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 a desire to pump out content. Yeah, uh, but it's a, it's an trying an to audience that is like, but it's trying to get that backfill because like it's like the whole Matt Damon thing when he was was it Matt Damon I think was talking about it where he's talking explaining about how a film used to be able to lose money 
but still be all right. Oh, he said this on hot. But yeah, he? but yeah, but now you don't because of obviously streaming services. So it's just leading to this like race to the bottom, and it's just and that's not good. Mm. It's not good. There's just stuff all the time, yeah. and it's tough for filmmakers because you've got to punch through all of just that. Fucking give David Lynch another film, you cowards. <laughs> let him do whatever he wants. I don't care if it's. If it's just, I don't. I don't care. Just let him do whatever he wants. We watched um, the other Saturday. We watched like a whole day of Baywatch. Because nice. it's all been remastered and it's on Amazon. Oh. Like, so that whole thing of like this, this literally every night there's so much to choose from. Yeah. Like one day we just went back to a classic and watched Baywatch. I find I just fall back on the old same stuff. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Same. It's like I might just buy it all and just <laughs> get rid of everything else. Which is, the, which is why. And again, it comes back to what's happening in the world of wrestling today where it's not so much about a company wanting to come in and buy a wrestling promotion. They want yeah. to buy an IP. Mm. And WWE is an IP. They don't necessarily care about the ins and outs of weekly episodes. No, it's a nice feather to have in the cap. Yeah, it's one that it's it, they're buying something that can just print money for them. Yeah, that's that's what every business is looking at WWE as. And I think if you're looking at and them as it also as anything gives else, then it you're also wrong. gives Vince the diminished responsibility of well, I'm I'm employed by them. Yeah. Now, so it's like he can put any unpopular choice he wants under their banner, I guess, because he can say, oh, that's what well, they that's what they wanted. They mm. own the company. What exactly. am I going to do? <laughs> it's a shame that we're not at that point where you'd hope that somebody who loves wrestling would come in and buy a wrestling company. I mean, Tony Khan was probably the last big example of that. Yeah. Somebody who came in and bought a wrestling promotion because they love to buy wrestling. I'm telling you, man, if we could have just got like 2002 Satanta Sports and traveled them through time, <laughs> it would have been great. <laughs> Imagine what we could have had. Satanta. Yeah, <laughs> fucking caught fire by now. It would have been- <laughs> Crumbled under the weight of no, everything no, no, you no, had no, to no, do. No, 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 no. I specified 2002 Satanta. The money just keeps flowing. Nobody right. has to worry. And it's all going to be fine, guys. <laughs> it's all going to be fine. Everyone could find us. You know, let's watch Royal Rumble 2004. I just Satanta. remember Satanta was always like, how cheap? And everybody was like surprised they went out of business. And it was like, yeah, it was pretty fucking cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the problem is that we it costs loads of money to run, but we didn't ask anybody for money. <laughs> We don't understand where it went wrong. We really don't. Uh, main event o'clock. It is Ric Flair teaming with the Giant. They are accompanied to the ring by Elizabeth and Woman. Uh, they are facing Lex Luger and Mankastang. Uh, Rick's hitting on Deborah McMichael. Mongo, not a happy camper about no, this. No, but he's like, but she's she's my wife, and and yeah, she's she's not going to go anywhere with Rick Flair. While Bobby Heenan's just like, he's going to leave you bankrupt, Mongo. <laughs> he's going to leave you bankrupt. Deborah's not leaving me for a wrestler. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, Lex Luger, as he's walking to the ring, blessed and bless leg, he does his pose, nearly cracks Sting <laughs> in the jaw. In the yeah, and Sting's like, whoa! <laughs> What's lovely is, is that the way this storyline is carrying on, that's even that obvious fuck up by well, that, leg I, I is kinda, still in keeping. Well, like I went back, I, I just quickly like jumped back on it like, uh, no, it was an accident. Okay, yeah, it looked like an accident. But it's still in keeping yeah, with what they're doing, works. isn't it? It still works for what they are. Uh, Ric Flair tries to take a powder at one point of the match. Giant throws him back into the ring, much to the chagrin of Ric. <laughs> Uh, Sting and Flair do their thing. They're always great. They're they're easy. Money, it was aren't they? the the opening sees Flair being military pressed twice. I think once by Sting, once by Lex onto Giant from the ring to the outside. <laughs> Giant catching him both times and just putting him back up. Go right. back. Flair's in. just like, what's happening? <laughs> How am I getting up on the outside? Uh, Giant gets tagged in. He dominates Luger. Quote like Rodney King, according to Mongo. What? I he didn't makes catch a Rod- that. He says, oh, it's like Rodney King saying, can we all just get along? Oh, 
I thought I thought you meant something very different there. I was like, whoa, that's mm. a bad reference. Well, he referenced Rodney King during it. Yeah. Which is not a great look for Monko. <laughs> he tags, Flair gets tagged in. He gets dropped off the top rope. Get, and then it leads to a hot tag to Stang. Yes. And then we've got more Stang and Flair good stuff. Flair gets flipped into the corner, wipes out a cameraman in the process. Two That's cameramen two eating shit tonight. Yeah, they, they even comment on it on commentary. Just yeah. like, they better be getting some danger pay. Da- yeah, they, I'll be getting danger, they're getting danger money tonight. <laughs> uh, undeterred, the match continues. Stang hits a superplex. Now Sting puts the death lock uh, onto Ric Flair. Uh, and Luger's getting <laughs> back. A very into convoluted the ring. Renaissance painting of a scene happens to end Nitro as always. It always does. It literally could just any single ending to Nitro over these last two years we've covered have, has just been a Renaissance painting frozen in time. <laughs> There'll be like a towel midair and some salt being thrown and seven different things happening at once. And there's just this huge sweeping vista behind as woman's off to the corner going, ah. It's That's beautifully done. <laughs> in this one, woman is getting into the ring with some hot coffee. Yes. Uh, Luger gets in front of her uh, and then realizes she's got coffee. She goes to throw the coffee at Luger. Luger, Luger drops. moves, drops out of the way, and Sting gets hot coffee in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's... And I think Luger walks into it as well because I think Luger's just done taking care of Giant. Mm. So he literally turns back around into it, and then it's like, oh. So it it feels like because this is the problem with this storyline is there's there's <laughs> genuine moments where Luger is being a shit house where they really need to telegraph it and they do that quite well because it's very obvious commentary addresses it that's all kind of handled but there's all those little gray moments where it's like is that supposed to be Luger was in the know or not mm. and they kind of tease it and they never ever ever go back to it every time it's like did he know did he not it doesn't matter they're back out having a match. And it's just like, is Luger his friend? Is he not his friend? I know he's not. When are you going to finally bite the bullet and make Stink turn on him? Yeah, when are you going to make a decision on how yeah. this is going to end? <laughs> Dear God, please. Are you still just looking at the t-shirt stats for Luger going, heal a face, heal a face? We, we just don't know. Get he's sh- not sold any either side. The, fr- <laughs> the phrase shit or get off the pot comes to mind. <laughs> um, so here comes the giant after the DQ. He wallops Sting and Luger with choke slams. Both they They both stay down. Yeah. Unlike Hogan. And I think that's shit, because that makes Sting and Luger look worse than Hogan. They are worse than Hogan. Well, that proves it. Hogan's not human. He's not from Earth. <laughs> he's from outer space. <laughs> he came here to be the protector of mankind. He was actually, true, he's, actually... He's from a planet called Krypton, right? Oh, fuck. There's a really famous comic book series that, that uh, he... he they, they, it, was, it was produced by a company called Gorka. He successfully took him to court. <laughs> Uh, a few years ago for it. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they took his life and they turned into Superman. <laughs> Which is a crime because, you know, he should have been Superman at the box office at least. <laughs> Henry Cavill's gone now, though, so we might get the immortal Hulk Hogan once again. Oh, you know, in the hat. Be nice. I remember it's Nicolas Cage this time. The man. Although there might be an it. issue because they, they, they didn't like him having a moustache, Cavill, did they? No. So, so Hogan would have to do something it's about it's fine because he can turn up on Raw and have his moustache shaved off in an angle like he always yeah, does yeah he, Hogan doesn't go to the barbers he just has wrestling angles booked around his required <laughs> haircuts <laughs> I just it, it's such shit because then they're tax deductible like, it, but it's so transparent for, like, for, for what it is at the time WCW is still quite wacky it's still quite zany it's still quite comic booky <laughs> the animaniacs it's, it's, it's falling out of the, the 80s fever dream of wrestling still just like WWF's doing except WWF's kind of getting their act together a little sharper mm. because they're about to be on the back foot but 
this entire period's just sort of, it, it's just not changed. Like, nothing, it's all just fucking still, mm. you know, that kind of tone. But it, it doesn't work anymore. It's so obvious when it, it's, you know, Super Hogan. Like, surely at the time, even the most dedicated fans must have been going, fucking hell. Yeah, you can you can hear that sort of resonance in the crowd yeah. of, of, of it. Uh, the bad guys take their leave. Now, Sam, is there certain wrestlers that you think a certain world title belt or certain belts suit them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Triple H with the Attitude Eagle, Austin with the Attitude Eagle. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, there's like Flair with the big gold. Like th- those are the belts. I have a new one to add to my favorite lists. Yeah, and it's a bizarre one. Right, it's. Woman holding the big big gold. gold. Yeah, it's a lingering shot. That it's really cool, isn't it? They linger on woman. She's with just it sort over of walking out, holding the belt, and really? it just makes it look like a million dollars. Really fucking suited. But her. yeah, like it's it's just surreal how well the belt the belt suits her, right? Like yeah, I I'd, I'd buy that. <laughs> yeah, mate, woman world champion, you cowards. That's great. I, to be honest, like they could have probably spun it as she somehow looks in. I mean, it would it would <laughs> tarnish the legacy of the title, oh. but she could look into winning it and then have other people defend it on her behalf because she can't possibly compete in the men's division. So you could have done something maybe interesting with that, but it would have got convoluted quick in this time period. I mean, as long as I mean, you can you can make it even simpler and just have it so the because aesthetic like, is the woman always carries it on behalf of Flair. But, so we get oh, the yeah. look. Yeah. We don't have to worry but about it. But I I don't know. I, I quite like the idea of a woman being champion, Flair fighting on her behalf, Flair losing and then her going, "Well, I didn't lose." And just walking out uh... of like a major pay-per-view and everybody going, "What the fuck?" and just throwing garbage. <laughs> That's a good That would have been like nuclear heat. That's a way stranger things have happened in wrestling uh, on commentary. Uh, Bischoff and Heenan and Monga have a bit of fun because Bobby's got the handcuffs that Savage was taken away in. And Bischoff goes, what's that over there? And handcuffs Bobby Heenan. He's like, I'm stuck in the handcuffs. Oh, God, I'll get out of it. And Heenan, like, <laughs> Laurel and Hardy's it right to the hard cam for ages, which is a lovely sight to see. Uh, Eric Bischoff says, eat shit every Monday night. <laughs> which he, he actually says, he says, he says, uh, join us next time for more great Nitro action each and every Monday night. But it sounds like eat shit. But it sounds like he says, eat <laughs> shit every Monday night. Eat shit every Monday night. <laughs> we have you? been, mate. We have been. <laughs> Chef Boyardee brand shit. Fucking eat shit every Monday night. Uh, thoughts on Nitro this week? Yeah. 2023 is going to be a year. <laughs> we got, what, three three months to get through. So we got 12 more episodes before it gets good. It's going to come crashing down and it's going to hurt inside. Oh, good. Uh, you know what I mean. But before it starts, to, business starts to pick up. Yeah, we are, we're close. You know, in fact, the, some of the conversation will start in next week's episode. Which is Before we see. get to the high rent district. I'm trying oh. to think of other uh, terminology. Mm. Uh, and until we are next back together to do so, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. And together, we're at Carl Alec on Twitter. Eat shit every Monday night. <laughs>
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 